Welcome, Guardians. It's December 6th, 2015, and you're listening to Ghost Whispers, our short-form podcast for Destiny. Uh, We are going to be taking a quick look at a backlog of fan questions that we've been saving up. Uh, Just haven't had a chance really to to work some of them into our our other podcasts, Um, but we're going to do it now. Uh, So enjoy, and... uh, if you have questions, you can ship them to us uh, via email or on Twitter. We are at dghoststories on Twitter and at destinyghoststories at gmail.com uh, for your email pleasure. Don't, don't um, forget Facebook. <laughs> We're on Facebook too now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead. What's that one? Just, it's just uh, sla- slash dghoststories. There you go. And that was... Uh, that was Beta Chieftain right there. So who's, who's awake this Beta week? Beta Chieftain, who's awake? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna. I, I listened to we myself last week. A... Listened to myself say that I was excited and thought I might have died because <laughs> it, was, it was pretty bad. I'm I did excited. not sound excited at all. <laughs> You're like snuffle up, I guess, on Sesame Street. You're like, oh, hey, bird. Um, <laughs> so uh, we also have uh, Handsome Dragon. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Good. Good. Glad um, to be here. <laughs> and uh, Scooby Deezy. Hey, how's it going? Doing all right. So uh, I don't know. We, we don't have too many announcements right now. We did uh, a second run of our T-shirts. And uh, hopefully the people that, that wanted to get them that missed out the first go-around got them. And maybe some other people too. So we will see soon. Um, and I'm still waiting on mine to, to show up in the mail. Hopefully we'll have it before this week, the middle of this week, because we are going to be joining the Dads of Destiny for a, uh, a charity stream that starts up um, this Thursday, which is, what's the, yeah. what's the date? Uh, I believe it's Wednesday, I think, actually. It's Thursday, G- oh, yeah, it's Thursday yeah. so GMT, but it's Wednesday for us. Got it. So, so the 9th, this Wednesday, uh, is going to be a... I don't remember. I think it's like a 96-hour stream, and like goes through the whole weekend. There, for their for their first major stream, they they uh, <laughs> they're going big, I guess. But uh, we got a couple prime spots. Um, so we're gonna be on Wednesday the ninth, uh, starting at 8 p.m. Central, and going till about 10 o'clock. If you want to come join us, and then again on Saturday, uh, same time, so 8 Central until about 10 o'clock, and we're not exactly sure what we're going to do yet. I think we're going to maybe run through Vault of Glass and, and talk a little lore, and and uh, then maybe even some, uh, I don't know, I don't know yet uh, what, what we're going to do on the other one, but uh, I think Vault of Glass is definitely in our future. There's a lot to talk about there, um, but uh, yeah, we'll do stuff and chit-chat and, and uh, give some lore, and, and maybe even, maybe we'll go uh, test our Crucible skills since we're we're, there we go. We're big nerds and, and probably aren't going to do too well there, but we'll try. Well, and don't forget um, that there's going to be Sparrow Racing, too. So Oh, that's, yeah, right. that's right. That's right. Big announcement. We have Sparrow Racing mm-hmm. coming, so that'll be ready to go. Uh, probably by the time this, this airs, um, it's already going to be live, so uh, it starts on the 8th. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about yeah. that? Let's talk about that for a second. Well, I know, uh, I'll know Scoob will probably say I would have expected expected nothing less but uh my first thought when i saw that was like all right what lore are we going to get from right, this right. <laughs> every, every drop we get like whether it's the you know the festival of the lost or you know trials of osiris there's always lore tied behind it so now i'm like all right racing 
sparrows how are they what, what lore are we going to get from this? <laughs> right well it, it seems like they're going to be featuring amanda holiday a little bit more which i'm always excited mm-hmm. for anytime that she gets to to share the spotlight it's it's a good day so right. and you know I, I like the sparrow racing and regardless of whether we get dlc or not later and the one thing i i always liked about the dlc was it was a huge lore dump you know there's just so much there so I'm hoping we get some some tidbits here, something to you know feed our appetites. Yeah, I, I think that's the big thing. It's like, of course, there's nobody who's upset about Sparrow Racing. Everybody's been begging for Sparrow Racing since day one. It's it's that is Sparrow Racing coming at the cost of something else? I think is the big question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw, I saw someone post something about that. The one big thing to take away is this is being given to us from the live team, which is the same team that put out the Festival of the Lost. So they still have their main, you know, team still working on other stuff, and so we're we're assuming, so we don't believe this is the, the main team and, out there working on just this. This is just this is. The and there was some team. good lore with Festival of the Lost. So oh, absolutely. So yeah, hopefully we get a couple Grimmer cards out of this. I know, I don't remember the names, but I was you know scoping out the two maps trying to figure out where they were <laughs> on Mars and Venus. So. <laughs> yeah, and I've already seen a couple new emotes coming out so they should be pretty fun so my two cents here is you know watching twitter and uh and and just kind of the the general comments that have been coming out of this is people either love it or they hate it i don't i've not seen too many people that are kind of on the fence about it i mean they they kind of are but but it's like i can't believe they're doing this or i can't wait for it and you know to me it's a smart move you know not not because it's it's going to be great content because we don't know yet but you know, to try and, you know, appeal to, to a broader audience, um, this is the way to do it, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. look at look at your, uh, oh, like Grand Theft Auto. I mean, there's so much to do there. If you, if you don't like, you know, running around shooting people, you can jump in a car and drive and go get in races and do stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that's kind of what I picture here. It's like going to give us so much more variety. And it might not appeal to everybody, but... Um, it can appeal to more people and keep them engaged and, and maybe even draw some other people back in uh, that that do enjoy um, a little more kind of competitive things to do. So mm-hmm. so that's that's my two yeah. cents. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna enjoy it. I feel like <clears throat> I feel yeah. like I'm a I'm a decent driver. Um, I'm, I'm an excellent driver. I drive slow in the driveway sometimes, but uh, that's that's about it. So I think it'll be a, I don't think I think it'll be a really fun just way to to kind of kick back. I think it'll it'll be something to really enjoy and change the pace of Destiny a little bit. Yeah. And something I read too was that it was part of the design is meant to, as a an alternative path for people that don't want to raid or that don't feel comfortable in the Crucible and that it's it you're going to be getting or there's going to be ways to get you know 320 gear from the sparrow racing event so that's going to be kind of exciting awesome so all right well moving on uh okay <laughs> moving on it's been two weeks i think since we we've, <laughs> we've recorded last um and we've had one other thing that i'm just going to mention and we don't have to go too much into detail about it but we uh, got our first look at some of the challenge features of the raid uh so the war priest challenge and i was able to, to complete it on one of my characters and got some good drops and and again, you know, there was uh, people love it or they hate it or it's too easy or it's too hard. And, you know, the, the people that are saying it's too easy, well, they're the, they're the hardcore players. And there's a, I've seen a lot of people struggle with this. You know, it's, it's not 
you know, it there's a the people that are vocal about everything are the ones that play a lot. And so, you know, if you're if if you're Activision and Bungie and you're trying to kind of find make, you know, walk this fine line between the two, it's tough, you know, and and so it's it might that, you know, that's the exact reason why they've got it set up for for the the normal and the hard mode is because you know hard mode isn't going to be easy for the casual player not at all but the uh, the normal mode is definitely manageable and uh and i think it's going to be the same as they kind of go forward with this up to the uh to golgoroth and and to oryx so you know i think they did a good job on it um you know again there's people that say oh it's too easy for you know you get so much so much out of it as far as rewards go that that uh, they're just hand- giving things out, but that's not the case. If you've got, you know, <laughs> if you've got these people that aren't streaming constantly and playing constantly on your team, and and that have never—I mean, I've been in matches where there's people that have never had the brand, you know, and it's like, wow, you know, it's and and they've they've completed the raid a number of times, but if they're not given the chance, this is something new, and it's actually good to get people to experience the whole thing, you know, instead of. I hate saying the word carried, but but uh, having people well um, just yeah, it, not not get involved. It's like to this day on Vault of Glass, I have yet to, uh, I don't even know what to call it. So right after you kill, or I don't even remember, but before or after you killed the gatekeeper <laughs> and you got to go through the portals to shoot the two like hydras that are in each one, yeah, I have yet to actually do relic. that. I always just sit outside. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I see it. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just agreeing. <laughs> uh, long pause. Nothing mind. significant. <laughs> so, anyway, I just wanted to mention the challenge mode, and and I know that most of us here have, have tried it or, or completed it. So, but I, I like it, and and again, it goes in that that uh, goes in that same category with the the sparrow racing. That you know, not everyone's going to love it, and not everyone's going to be good at it. But there's going to be people that are going to be great at it, and so it's it's again just new content, new stuff to do, and. You know, as long as I keep pushing it, I'm gonna keep playing it. So I don't know about yeah. everyone else, but I'm not. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's important to remember that this was the first week, the first mode. I mean, you could argue that the war priest fight in general is the easiest fight in the raid. So it may, kind of makes sense that the challenge for that is going to be easier. So once we get to Golgoroth, I know I feel that this, the challenge is going to be much harder than it was at War Priest. And then again, once you get to Oryx, the challenge there is going to be much harder than it was at Golgoroth. So I don't think it's going to be quite as simple this next week. And right. I think it's some of the people that may have been complaining for how easy it was may have some, some difficulties this week. But well, I guess we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Yep, yep. All right. So, well, let's... Uh, yeah, I was going to oh, say, go we have our, our questions... Our second question has to do with the challenge. I say we start, we move that one up and start with that one. Yeah, that's where I was headed. Uh, let's uh, let's get into this. Let's start with some of these questions. Who uh, go well, Beta? You you brought it up. Go ahead and uh, let's roll with the first one. All right, and we're going to apologize. We've been a little bit disorganized lately. We don't have names attached to all these questions. Um, so if this was you, thank you. And we will do better in the future to record who is actually asking these things. But um, so this question came in, and it was, "Can you shed some light on the latest calcified fragment from War Priest, ugh, from the War Priest challenge?" Um, Reddit, and I am intrigued. Vex made Orash, and so yeah, to anyone who's completed the 
uh, challenge, you get, you know, one of the last three calcified fragments. And the one you're getting is verse 5-1, end of a failed timeline. Um, and so, I mean, we, we've known, these aren't new fragments per se, like all the data miners and the databases and things. We've had this for a long time. Um, we're just able to get it in-game now. But this is the one that describes uh, Coria, the Vex mind, and kind of as it's doing battle with Oryx. And, and you know, generally speaking, and and I guess to answer the question directly, you know, did the Vex make Orosh? It's like yes and no. So Coria basically found couldn't defeat Oryx in any way imaginable that it could come up with, and so basically in desperation. Um, Coria kind of analyzes Oryx and decides to simulate him without all of his power and his worm and all these things, like just simulate Oryx in the most base well, form. Because he, not, not for lack of trying, it, he, he couldn't simulate all the extra stuff that, you know, his, his processing power, as much as he went into it, resulted in much less than the Oryx that was standing in front of him. Right, right. And so, yeah, and so we get Orosh, the, uh, you know, the old Krill, um, non-worm version of Oryx. And so, yeah, so Coria and the Vex, you know, they didn't make Orosh, but Coria um, definitely simulated Orosh um, in this instant as a kind of a last resort um, to understand Oryx. Which is an interesting thing to, 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 to think about, because if we come back to the... Um, Vex story about the Ishtar scientists you know those simulations that the Vex were running on the scientists uh, you know uh, under that the whole like philosophy of that story all of those simulations were treated as having interiority and being for all intents and purposes sentient beings you know so we could actually say maybe that yeah the Korea made a thinking simulation of Arash that for all intents and purposes was actually Arash, you know, to the best of the simulation's ability, but it, this is this kind of physical philosophical thing that um, we've already dealt with uh, with the Vex before, and so um, it's a really interesting thing, and I I think it's, it does its job really well in um, revealing just just how much transformation oryx went through you know through the having the, the worms and becoming who he was and uh, and i think if the story ends there you know if that's the, kind of the narrative purpose of of the simulation was to be this mirror in front of oryx just to show him exactly how much change and how much transformation and you know arash is aghast at, at what she is seeing um what's happened to to oryx and to her people and um right it's kind of a, a pretty dramatic thing. And, and the one other purpose um, too is, you know, while Coria is simulating this, um, the mind is, it's sending all the information back to the net, you know, the Vex network. So every time Oryx responds to Orosh, um, you know, with new information, with names and, you know, random things, Coria keeps updating the simulation and keeps feeding that information back into the Vex network because Coria knows that even if it's defeated, the information is going to, you know, come in handy at some point in, in, in time, you know, because Vex are always dealing with time and going backwards and forwards and such. So 
Um, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take a a beta chieftain uh, crazy theory here. Yes. Um, <laughs> I we we've talked about the fact that um, I don't know actual I don't know if we have, but there's a theory out there that um, the extra stranger may be related to or directly the incarnation of. Uh, is it Kilmer or Maya? One of the two. Uh, I think uh, uh, one of the two Ishtar scientists. You know, based on the the simulations and the, the whole thing that we were just talking about, and how it's you know the same person turned into an EXO. Um, I would be really intrigued if this simulation of Arash came to to be in our current Destiny universe through some vex time craziness you know that <laughs> telemetry coming back that simulation appearing somewhere and you know basically an exo version of our ash could you imagine or being an yeah, ally or of ours dropping in the tower one day <laughs> it would be it'd be cool it'd be crazy i doubt it'll happen but but it'd be cool yeah that, that would be awesome all right so uh let's go ahead and well you know what <clears throat> that question came to us on Twitter from uh, from at Holden Court. So thanks for that question. That was that was awesome. Um, let's move on to our next one. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to read this one, and I don't know who wants to take it, but uh, this one came from uh, another Twitter follower at uh, bottom six 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 one nine eight nine. He says. A question for your next podcast. Do we know that the fleeing ship... Do we know that the fleeing ship were caught in a shockwave from the Traveler? Looking at the timeline, and I thought the darkness crippled the fleeting, the fleeing fleet. Ugh, that's like a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> How many fleets could a fleeing fleet fleet if a fleeting fleet could fleet could fleets? <laughs> So uh, who who wants to give that one a shot? I'll, I'll since I've kind of wrote the notes on this, I'll um, go. So um, there is a lot of assumptions going on there, um, but it's based on a lot of the information we know um, about that event. So um, in the Strangers Call mission. Um, Exo Stranger mentions the the Awoken and the Reef as being the last place the light touches, um, and we see in um, Rasputin's contingency plan in the Rasputin Five uh, Grimoire card that there's this like um, that you know his contingency plan of the to coerce a pseudo altruistic defensive action of the Traveler. You know this this. Pulse wave is what kind of we assume that it is, but whatever this defensive action is of the traveler, whatever it was that actually happened um, when the traveler pushed back the darkness, we have this sense that it was this pulse, that it was this pushing out of the darkness. Now, again, it is an assumption. We don't know exactly what happened. Um, there, we know that the awoken um, were created by. Uh, destruction of the fleeing fleet at the reef we know something happened to them out there but we don't know exactly what right and and we know um, that and and the reason we're making the assumption is because we know from we do know for a fact from the game that you know the reef is kind of considered the border of where the light touches you know everything beyond yep. the reef is kind of considered to be darkness so we know that for a fact and the woken always talk about you know 
my uh, my father was the dark, my mother was the light. And so, you know, we're assuming it's a combination of the traveler's light pushing away the darkness and the darkness pushing in right at the point of the reef. Um, but that's the assumption part. Yeah. So, so it's it is it is a um a good catch in that, you know, it's it is not a a fact that it, there was a pulse wave from the traveler, but all the information we have so far really points in that direction. So, great. So, thank you. Uh bottom six 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 one eight one nine eight nine <laughs> uh, thanks for that question that was a good one um let's uh let's move on to another one we'll try to get through as many of these as we can uh but we aren't gonna cut them short either so uh the next one again came from twitter we've been getting getting a lot of good good uh, responses on twitter lately so i'm pretty happy about that uh this one comes from uh at stewart two five nine zero he says just curious have you guys ever seen how a guardian becomes a certain class, a warlock, hunter, and titan, and the subclass they became. Um, <clears throat> we talked, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, and it seems like, you know, before us, there weren't many, there weren't many guardians that could master multiple classes, so obviously they were, they were kind of stuck with, I don't want to say stuck, but they were chosen and mastered one of them. So, you know, I think that, that, Again, this is my opinion, and I've I've actually uh, said this a couple times and gotten some pushback. But I think that when the ghost chooses the guardian, at that same time, they're kind of born with those being able to kind of control or master that that single class from the beginning, and that's why they're chosen because they can wield the light for that class. Um, but you know, it doesn't mean they can't obviously master an additional classes like we have. Um, and, and I like to think that I still, I still want to hold to my, my theory that, uh, Shax became a striker Titan at the battle of six fronts. You know, I think that up until then they had only been defenders and that, that sheer desire and kind of drive to kind of push back, you know, or to kind of pursue the fallen and the fallen. Yeah. Yeah. The fallen. Um, yeah, and to pursue the fallen and kind of try to end the fight might have been the birth of the striker Titan right there. Just that, that sheer kind of, of rage and that wanting to not only defend, but to attack and to, to try to keep the city safe in a different way than just, you know, holding the line, so to speak. Um, and, and to and be again, fair, that was a twilight gap, not six fronts. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Twilight gap. No, I'm, thank you uh, for, for, correcting me although the, there were those who desired it at six fronts but it didn't happen <laughs> right right um but but again that's that's uh that was kind of one of the things i threw out there during our titan episode and i still feel like just the the that setting was appropriate for this kind of of birth of this new subclass um, and I don't know, were there any, do you guys know, were there any other? Well, but, and other, even uh, here though, we're still talking subclasses, not, you know, full on classes. Um, well, we're talking about, talking about both, right. I think. But yeah, I, I don't think we have any examples of a guardian actually switching. Well, okay. We don't have any official examples of a guardian fully switching classes. There is Eris who, you know, is a hunter, but 
for the longest time, people thought she was a warlock because she kind of knows some of Tolan's tricks and things. So she's, you know, kind of a gray area. But generally speaking, um, I I don't... And, you know, and if you go with how the game works, right, you pick your class before the first cutscene. So, uh, you know, if we're kind of going with how the game works, you're resurrected into the class that you are. Um, right, that was going to be my next point, is is that when you're resurrected, that's the class you are. And I, I feel like if if they're trying to hold true to the lore to some degree um, through the gameplay, that that would be the way that it works for everyone, for, for the Shacks and the, and the Zavala and everyone else. When they were resurrected, they were resurrected as a Titan and as their subclass. And that was, that was it. Um, and then, and maybe, maybe at that time when, when those were ha- when the resurrections were happening, you know, there were only those single subclasses and it was through the sheer kind of will that these other subclasses came to be. You know, so well, uh, and it, I I have the sense that um, you know when the city was being founded and and the vanguard being formed and all these things were happening in the beginning, I kind of got the sense that the classes sort of coalesced naturally from the the desires and the sort of the individual bents of the guardians, like the guardians are more interested in research and, and knowledge. You know, they eventually sort of became the warlock class and the guardians who wanted to be out uh, outside the walls and exploring and, and finding people, you know, they kind of became the hunters and it, it, you know, what was at one time a really cloudy, muddy group of guardians coalesced into what we now know as, as the classes. And that's kind of the sense that I get from, from reading all the history of the city and what we know of how the classes were, um, were formed. So um, there's not a ton of like, real solid information there but that's kind of what i glean from all that <clears throat> all right so uh so let's see who was that that one well, was well from... i know oh x-ray you've mentioned before that uh if you look at some of the ghosts and when they're communicating with their guardian that they have a lot of similarities in like in personality uh we know um dredgen yours ghost is kind of or uh not Dejanor's uh Ward. Ward's ghost is kind of they kind of have the similar personality personality. Finchurch's ghost is kind of crazy and out there. And <laughs> like, so it's like they kind of ask the question and it kind of kind of uh reminds me of like Osiris and the questions he asks. Like are they similar because the ghost had that personality and was looking for someone with that personality in mind? And then so in go in that same lines like is that ghost looking for someone with a titan personality, someone with a hunter personality, warlock personality, or were they that personality already, and then the hunter was seeking out that person? You know, it's kind of... Or is the ghost kind of putting a, that personality into them? It, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, How much of that personality is actually ours? <laughs> mm-hmm. I absolutely Osiris think... stalking. <laughs> I absolutely think that there has to be more to the relationship between the ghost and the guardian. Um, it's not just a... You know, oh, here's a robot. Go pick somebody, and there you go. Um, I think there's some deeper connection between them, and and again, whether or not it's because the uh, the you know subconscious or the or the memories that the that you end up with or that the guardian ends up with are implanted or put there by the ghost or the the traveler, who knows? 
but I do think that there's definitely that bond that, that gives them kind of similar personality traits for sure. So, um, yeah, that's a great, another great point. So, well, that was from, um, that was from Stuart 2590 on Twitter. Uh, let's move along to our next question. And this one comes from, uh, music man, six, two, nine. Uh, do you think we'll ever get class specific factions like the hidden with their own social areas like race bag areas in wow? Now, I don't know enough about wow to know what race bag areas are. Um, but I assume it's relevant. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I don't know. Go ahead. Uh, what do you guys think? Well, I think uh, I definitely hope that that's you know a direction Bungie goes. Whether that's what their plan is or not, I would love to see kind of a, a more deeper character dive, kind of like similar to what you get in maybe Elder Scrolls or Mass Effect, where like you pick your character and the choices you've made for that character, the class you select for that character, impacts like the story, impacts the areas that you can unlock and things like that. I think that would be kind of cool. Um, you know, if you're a warlock, you know, unlocking the hidden, unlocking the the black chamber or the red room and being able to get in those areas and have private meetings with Ikora Ray and maybe learn a little bit more about Osiris. And I think that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, like Well, there's that brand new mystery door down by New Monarchy. That's you know, that wasn't that uh, added in the geometry at House of Wolves or maybe it was Taken King, no but there's a door that's relatively new over it. There's a bot that's standing in front of it menacingly guarding <laughs> it's like just let me in what's in that door yeah, like i'm hoping that eventually um like uh you know at the rate i mean maybe the tower will be there 10 years but like <laughs> i tend to think that at some point maybe you know we're going to get driven out of the tower or i don't know but you know i'd hope that you know you can choose to go with osiris and you'll set up shop on mercury there's all the other factions, you know, that were kind of kicked out of the tower. Maybe they'll set up shop in different places. Like, maybe you'll just choose to go hang out at the reef permanently as your new faction. Like, it would it would be cool, you know, if you could, yeah. Eventually, they start adding some of these kind of exiled guardians kind of become their own factions, and they get their own social mm-hmm. spaces. Yeah, and on that same line, I I hope that where factions get their own kind of areas, I hope that the story develops so that even races get their own. You know, whether if you're an awoken character, you know, I hope that there's quests or story plot lines that kind of correlate with that. And if you're a human, if you're exo, you know. So hopefully that's I'm sure I'm I'm sure hundreds of people hundreds of thousands of people have mentioned it on the forums and Bungie's aware of what we want and things like that. But you know, you, only they know the direction that they're going and things like that. So we just gotta sit and wait. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break from the questions for a second, and I want to uh, I'm gonna talk about a couple comments I've seen on Twitter to us. So there was a uh, someone made a post um, when the when the racing came out that says uh, Sparrow Racing League, yeah, right. And so we had a guy <laughs> Skank Zardi uh, had to had to make a comment, and he said, "How about better ways to dig into the lore?" People like D ghost stories and you have done more for destiny than crap like this. And that was, <laughs> that was, that was actually, it was, it was by, uh, from inside destiny that, uh, at inside destiny that made that comment. And so he was, 
he was complimenting both of us for our, our work on the lore and and basically once more he then a little bit later said oh, let's see what the you know we we made a response to him and and you know said thanks and and uh and basically that the racing will spice things up for a bit but the lore is forever and and that was me just kind of trying to make a joke and um and he agreed you know he said racing will be fun for a couple days but i'll be looking to get my fix from the lore pros so skanks already thanks man we appreciate the the kind words and and uh we'll be putting the lore out there as long as we can we can dig into it and so uh we should be around for quite a while and and uh we're liking what uh, what Bife's doing as well, so right. I, uh, keep looking for it, and, and thanks. I had the comment, I think, on Twitter, I said this too, um, or maybe it was just in Slack, but I, the one benefit of not having DLC yet is it's going to give us more time to catch up. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, there's, there's, there's so much lore. I mean, we've got so much content to go through and, and break down and talk about. I mean, we'll be able to continue doing this and well into into Destiny 2 and... and Hopefully there'll be a huge lore drop with that and with some of the DLC. And I mean, you know, we've got we've got enough to keep us busy for sure. And obviously we're we're having trouble keeping up as it is. So we'll be around and, and helping to explain this stuff and, and better understand it ourselves and getting you guys to help us. I mean, we've been you know, we've had a few a few different times where people have come out and said, Hey, here's here's what you guys were talking about. I found this and it's helped us understand things better and that's what we're going for. This is a what we're doing here is not us coming out and saying, hey, here's the lore and this is what it means. It's us saying, look, here's the lore as we see it. What do you guys think? Give us some feedback. And yeah, totally. it's it's a total, this is a total community kind of experiment and project that we we kind of are doing to to fill in some gaps that, that Bungie hasn't yet come up with an easy way to kind of convey the lore to us so we're trying to we're trying to help them out and help each other out and, and understand what's going and have on fun in the process yeah absolutely this has been great man i can't i can't even explain how or how how great this has been i mean i've i've had so much fun doing this the past you know i guess it's been almost two months now or a little over two months and i mean we've met some great people and, and have some made some good friends and, and just enjoying the hell out of this so uh all right enough of me uh, getting getting <laughs> soft and and let's move on. Let's get to another question here. So I think that last one, yeah, we talked about the the class specific factions. Um, so this next one is again from Twitter at uh, Justin SOS zero seven. Now, when is the Thorn Last Word lore episode going to be made? Ha ha. Well, he knows. I guess he's been. <laughs> I guess he's been listening to us, and we're kind of dreading doing it. And um, but we're going to do it. We're absolutely going to do it. It's just a matter of getting together some really good notes that we can, you know, keep it keep the flow going and not jump around too much. Um, and someone someone made a little comment yeah, this, here. This I don't is know beta. Type that in. Yeah, it, beta not, said when Bungie releases more grimoire about it. Cause yeah, cause, <laughs> but you know what? Right now there's basically two sides, and with the information we have, you can more or less argue both sides equally. And, and you know and what then, though? I and, think that's so, what yeah. we need to do. I want to do that. I want to. I want to talk about it as it lives now, and then come back to it later. I, I, I'll my be the opinion. referee. Yeah. <laughs> beta. Just. Just FYI. This is about hunters, and Beta for one hates hunters. And, no, and but two. but but I have my own crazy theories that uh, Yor was and is a warlock, and I do like warlocks. Oh, so. No. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. So I'm into <laughs> well, it. we're not doing Don't that worry. episode now. We're not <laughs> no, even yeah, going to get started. Just, yeah. just stop. Uh, <laughs> we need to edit that out. Um, no, but we we are going to do it. Uh, we need to, like I said, I want to do it. I enjoy that lore. That's, uh, again, one of my one of my favorite pieces. So we'll get there. It's just going to take some time. And, uh, and I really want to get it done before we get any more information about it. Like I said, I think it'll be great to kind of talk about it and have everyone, the listeners included, kind of take a side, you know, and, and say, look, I agree with, with X-Ray. I agree with Gabble. I, I think that, you know, this or that. Because yeah, we should point out and that then, even amongst ourselves, we're very split. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes out, we can come back and say, look, I was right, you were wrong. Or or we can, you know, <laughs> you know, just make it, it'll make it fun. It'll make it fun to, to kind of, I feel like, I feel like this one in particular is, you know, obviously Bungie's doing this in this way for a reason. And it'll be fun to interpret it that way and not wait until everything is concrete. I think this one will be a good one to say, okay, now... Bungie told us this, but it could be mean this or that, you know? And so I think, I think following along with the way Bungie kind of, I think meant to reveal it would be fun and and good for us to do. So I, I, I'm looking forward to that. It's just, uh, again, just a matter of time and we've got other things kind of on our agenda right now in the holidays. So we're gonna, we're gonna hopefully keep it, keep it simple. And then after the first of the year, we'll, we might have to go crazy. So all right, uh, let's uh, let's move along here. Oh, I'm getting some some uh, new new notes hot off the presses. Let me see what what uh, what is that? Scoob, just it's say just it. Scooby. Yeah, we don't we don't have to type it in our show <laughs> notes. We can just say it on air. <laughs> Scooby's silent. He doesn't want to respond. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to even mention it then. He just deleted it. All right. Gone. <laughs> gone. Uh, all right. From Astro Blaster. Hey, guys. Astro here. I wanted to start by saying I love what you guys are doing. Your podcast is awesome and exactly what I've been waiting for. I have a couple of questions slash observations for you. When you did the Titan subclass episode, you did the forgotten lore with the Titan armor that talked about someone losing their son who we think was a guardian, Correct. So is that, are the rest of those his questions or those ours? That's our our notes, all right. So the the ABC are him and then the the stuff in green on the show notes, that's that's me. Go ahead. Okay, so so then he asks, so he asks his follow-up questions. He says, first, are all Guardians resurrected? And as far as we know, the short answer is yes. Um, Because from the Grimoire card, uh, Guardian, it says, chosen from the dead by the traveler's ghosts. Guardians are those rare few able to wield the light as a weapon. So, according to the Grimoire, they're chosen from the dead. So, yes. Um, and I wasn't going to go back and say this, um, but no. I know there's people sitting there saying, no X-ray. what about Shin Malfour? <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to say it right now real quick, just because what we know about, say it. What, what we know about Shin Malfour <laughs> is, is that he is referred to as a renegade hunter, right? So that means he's a guardian. But no, no, not necessarily. He... <laughs> <laughs> See, there, there you did it. Now we're at, now one, okay, at one point. Okay, he, no, he's. <laughs> what, what we well, know for a <laughs> fact is he's called a renegade hunter, whatever that means. That's what I said. 
And we know for a fact we, uh, he did I, a golden gun, whatever that means. Uh, 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 okay. So, because he's called a hunter, everyone's going to assume, or at least I assume, that he is at some point a guardian. At what point, we don't know. Is it during the lore that we've been given for the last word in Thorn? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think he's died and been resurrected, and we, and if that's what we're saying a guardian is, then at some point, if he's a guardian, I said if, Thank he, you. he's had to have died and come back. So, according to what we know about a guardian from that that quote from Beta, so all right, I'll let you go. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so his, so Astro Blaster's kind of second question, he says, so if so, did this father lose a son to have him reborn as a guardian to only lose him again? It seems to me that maybe the flavor text is more along the lines of how the speaker refers to Saint Fourteen. And that's from the Saint-14 uh, Mysteries Legends card where the speaker is referring to Saint-14 as a son. And we kind of came to the conclusion that that's probably probably not literal. Um, but so I'm going to to refer to the armor that we brought up in the subclass episode. I'll bring it up again. So it was the Pecoris Type 0 armor. Um, so here's OK. Listen to this for a second. I just thought of this while reading this. Um, so let's, you know, the order we have it in, let's flip it around and. Okay. Yeah. I, I just put, this, I put uh, it in a random order. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to read this back in the order that, that I just, just kind of thought of. So I promise my son, I will avenge you. You cannot understand this pain. No father should have to bury their child. What happens to guardians when they die for the last time? So I just thought of this from a, because I'm a dad and a father, if that was my son, that just died and I'm, I'm kind of grieving and, and feeling this pain. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, all of a sudden what happens next? I get to this revenge kind of spot in my brain that says, what happens when the guardian, so maybe this person was killed by a guardian and cause he said he's going to avenge him. Maybe this is, is someone uh, who, like I said, was killed by a guardian and somebody's ready to, to go, even the even the score with this with this guardian, um, that's another way to look at it. I right, think. Right, yeah, and I I just thought of another way too. So, but there's basically three ways. So there's that way, and then so if you read it through again, there's kind of the idea of, okay, so the son has died, um, and maybe the maybe the son was not a guardian, but the father died maybe as well, but was resurrected, um, but then you know the father as a guardian would be like, well, you know, where's my son? If I die as a guardian, will I ever see my son again? There's kind of that thinking. Um, maybe he's just wondering himself, you know, if I, I'm a guardian now, I want to avenge my son, but if I die, will I just disappear? What's going to happen to me? Um, my only my only kind of, of <clears throat> thing about that one is we know that, that the guardians really don't have much memory of their past life. So, you know, would he remember his son? That, that not, is true. I guess would yeah. be my question. So, I mean, it, it's not, you know, it doesn't mean it's impossible. Right. We're, we're but, all just speculating. It's just, yeah. So. yeah, yeah. And yeah, and, so the, and then the what third if, way, I'm um, sorry, I'll say this real quick, then go ahead. So the third way is obviously um, the, the, it's like, it's, it's a father, you know, looking at his son who was the guardian. And the father is like, my son was a guardian. He's dead. I'll avenge you. What happens to guardians when they die for the last time? So, you know, it's the father who might not be a guardian, which is a weird scenario when you think about it. Cause it's like, well, wait, what father is there? 
who would have a son that's guardian and he's not, maybe Shin Malfor. But um <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> But anyway, those are those are the three kind of possible scenarios there. So I mean to answer Astro Blaster, I don't think we totally know, but it's de- it definitely could be one of those three. Probably. Yeah, and I was just gonna make a joke about maybe the father being Jared Ward and the son being Shin Malfur and being more twist in the story, but I think we've already pulled the it is Titan armor part. though too. So yeah. hey, well maybe maybe Ward was a Titan <laughs> and a warlock and a hunter. Hey, exactly. All right, so but yeah, I think we'll, we'll talk about that on the uh, all right uh, on the full episode. Let us know. Hey, let us know what you guys think. Anybody that's listening that wants to to jump in this conversation, tell us which theory you like, and uh, and we'll. Uh, Maybe we'll talk about it again. All right. What else? So uh, Astro Blaster also says, what did he say? Uh, the, he, so the, he was asking the same, the same question that we answered earlier about the um, how, how do Guardians get their class kind of stuff. Right, right. Okay. So we'll, uh, we'll skip that one. But uh, Astro Blaster, thanks. You got us to come as close to an argument, I think, maybe, <laughs> on, a, on, on one of these episodes as we have been. Um, and wouldn't you know what it was with me and, and beta. So, all right. <laughs> I think I'll probably be in, in the middle of most of those because I, I say dumb stuff. Um, all right. Next we've got, uh, this one from Brandon. Uh, I know there's probably, there might have be a few Brandons out there listening. Um, but you'll know if you wrote this, I guess. And what, so the one person who's not on the podcast is actually in there. <laughs> In there right now, uh, typing. Um, so our warlocks, the ones who discovered how to use the powers the guardians have and taught it to other guardians, or does it come naturally to hunters and titans? Um, that seems so, a little one-sided, kind of. Yeah. I mean, so the way I've always looked at it is that each class kind of wields the light in their own way. So I mean, warlocks wouldn't necessarily be in my mind, be able to teach a hunter how to wield the light because the warlocks wield it differently than the hunters and you know the titans wield it differently than the, the warlocks, vice versa. Similar to how we were talking how different personalities, different characteristics make up the classes in general. You know, I think that the same comes to when they're they're using their powers. You know, a titan's not going to wield the void the same way that the warlock will if that makes sense so like, i think they each do it naturally on their own once they have that power once they have the ghosts once they learn have the knowledge of how to wield the light then i think yeah they wield it is, is i think Drop- where the question yeah he's is he he's listening commenting. <laughs> i think so yeah he's oh, listening he and is. like commenting okay. while while he listens yeah <laughs> i think where the question is is coming from is is the fact that you know hunters stole blink from warlocks you know they learned it from the warlocks and and while there is some specific things like the ability to blink like rift which is you know that that game type was taken from warlocks um you know we have those specific instances of the warlocks seeking after knowledge um contributing guardians as a whole but outside of those very specific instances we have no other evidence to suggest that warlocks are the you know, the founder of guardian knowledge. I think every class has their own uh, knowledge in the, their own way that they, they have discovered and able to wield the light. Um, 
Dropslash so. did make a good point in his uh, his kind of creepy stalker notes that he's making while we're recording this. Um, he did say he's trying to be um, like Tolan. No. He's trying to get, feed us information from the other side. <laughs> he's, he's reaching. He's reaching out from beyond. He's torn right now. So, um, <laughs> so Drop says, uh, you know, the hunters did learn the blink from warlocks. So there's yeah. there's also that. So they they yeah. are they are teaching each other skills to some degree. Mm-hmm. We don't know if there are any others, but. Uh, but. Well, and I think that just plays with the the warlock class. I mean, the warlocks are scholars. They are they are they seek understanding and knowledge, and we learn from the the one uh, warlock card that they like. One of the things they yearn for most is to be able to teach, to be able to well, spread their knowledge to other I, guardians. I disagree Spoken with like that. a true warlock. I, I disagree with that Thank because I, I was well, I was just thinking, and I'm sure there's certain cases, right? But um. I was just thinking of the the whole rift thing, where it did, I don't have the card pulled up right now, but the flavor text, you know, kind of said that the warlocks weren't necessarily happy about their their void, you know, like practices being used in a game, like spread around. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and there's other that's, parts that's where just there's fun the, little uh, game, <laughs> the discussion between Ikora and Eris, and again, I don't have the card in front of me, but it's when. Um, Eris and Ikora are discussing why Omnigal is attacking Earth and why she wants Rasputin. And Ikora basically says, like, there's always, you know, secrets are great. She's like, don't t- tell me any secrets right now. Speak plainly. But, like, Ikora, you know, runs her hidden. She loves her secrets. So while I do think warlocks sometimes like sharing their information, I, I do think there's other instances where they very much like to keep things to themselves. I would agree right. with that. Yeah, I would agree as well. Which, and I think that even, you know, when it comes to their powers, I think those are things that they would want to keep secret. I don't think the Warlocks ever want to teach a Titan how to you throw a Nova Bomb. <laughs> I, I'm always saying, you just need to add some type yeah, of Nova Bomb to the Ward of Dawn. And then, well, yeah. and, and speaking of, of Warlocks, Nova Bomb, and the Ward of Dawn, there's um, the the comment from Ikora that kind of... Um, talks very snidely about titans mm-hmm. you know that going where do titans think that their void power comes from you know it's like there's very much evidence that they're not on the same page that what titans right. are doing and what warlocks are doing they're not communicating with each other about that so um yep yeah definitely yeah all right let's uh let's move it along here um next we've got a question here from killer hobbit Hi, my fellow Guardian. Found your podcast a few days ago, and I've listened to every episode since. I definitely enjoy you guys, and I am Killer Hobbit on Xbox One. I'm originally a Defender Titan, but I joined the Hunter Master Race and play all three classes. Depends on the situation I'm in. My favorite lore is Vex, and I'm thinking about how they know their fate, but they can't change. <clears throat> they can't change it. Because the Guardians exist and control their own fate. So, the question is, I was talking to a friend a while ago, and he was telling me that he read somewhere that Cade is possibly Rasputin in exo form, and Cade lost his memory of that. If you could give some lo- give some insight on that, it would be cool. Love the show. Keep it up. So, I think what, your, what, what article your friend may have read was the, uh, the, the kind of 
pre-storyline that uh, that was leaked to Kotaku, and we talked about this a little bit. Um, there's a there's actually some uh, early concept art of an EXO sitting uh, against a wall, and someone revealed that that was Rasputin, kind of in EXO or, or kind of I don't want to say human, but but in uh, in player form, and that I think is really all that that we know, and I don't even think that that does that uh, that um, uh, uh, EXO even look like Cade sitting there. No, I don't even remember. I, we're, I we're the, no, uh, not really. But there, there is one uh, Grimoire card that actually yeah. could contribute to to where that information might be coming from, and it, it's it could lead to some confusion. So um, it's the the Ghost Fragment Rasputin card, actually, and um, Andalbrask, who used to be the Hunter Vanguard, um, used to jokingly poke fun at Cade and call him Rasputin, and and. So, you know, there, there is that sort of, um, history between Kate and Andal, the way that they used to talk with each other and, and the jokes that they made back and forth. And, um, but it's, it was just, you know, the, the sense of the card is it was just in good fun. There was no evidence. And, and from it. the, uh, from the collector's edition from Taken King with Kate's journal. And from there we learn, I, I guess he could have been Rasputin, but Cade was basically kind of like a almost seemed kind of like a black ops type agent who was called in um, by Clovis Bray to become an EXO. So if, you know, we don't have all the memories, but if that storyline holds true, then he would have, you know, existed on his own as a human outside of the realm of the war mines and Rasputin. All right. So hopefully that kind of shed a little light on it. Um, <clears throat> our next uh, next question comes from Logan, and uh, it says, "If Exos are most likely part human, part robot, could maybe the War Minds be the same?" Um, man, I I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't really think so. It was trying to remember what they what they said about Rasputin uh, because. He kind of uh, didn't it say somewhere that he, that. Well, I mean, they were developed during the Golden Age, but that's really all we know. Yeah, there's there's not a lot to point to um, Clovis Bray being involved at all. Well, we could probably uh, reach out to our fellow future war cult EXO and beta chieftain. <laughs> yeah, bring it. So, someone, beta. Made, someone made fun of me the other day because I. Uh, I switched to New Monarchy for a little bit because I've never ranked oh, them up. Oh, that's right. And, yeah. <laughs> I, re- I, remember, I remember that that little jab on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> like, gross. <laughs> um, I'm happy to say I'm ranked three now, though. So on reset, I can switch to something else. Something something. Focus, better. focus. Anyway. Uh, what, our so, war man? <laughs> I, we, we don't know. I At this point... We only really know that there were two war mines. We know Charlemagne and Rasputin, and we really know nothing about them other than, you know, they existed. They popped up sometime during the Golden Age. And obviously we know from the Exos that, yes, um, it seems like most Exos were, you know, they're kind of a, a blend of AI and their human con- conscious. 
Um, so maybe the war mines, you know, started that way, but we, we just don't know. So. Mm-hmm. All right, Logan. There you go. We don't. We don't have any idea. We don't know. Um. <laughs> One thing could, you know, you, we should note that war mines are they are pretty much always specific, specifically referred to as AI. So I mean, whether that's just how it was they were referred to or what that that's really all we have we don't have any proof one way or the other but all right as far as the text goes yeah it's a good point let's keep it moving we are uh this this whisper just became a a more than full episode i think but but that's fine this is fun i like i like talking about these we're getting close yeah Yeah, this is good stuff (laughs) um so uh the next one that we have comes from olicarm 91 he says, hey guys, I love your recent Warlock podcast. And he, and yeah, love was like stretched out really long, so I read it that way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love your recent Warlock podcast. It actually inspired me to have my first 40 become a Warlock. Uh, now you guys might get a giggle out of this or hate me, but I love Eris. <laughs> um, I love her craziness, and whoever does her voice is just perfect. Marla, how do you say her last name? Goran. It's like Dola or something, I believe. I'll, we'll look it up. I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll find it before we finish this question. Um, but I was wondering if maybe in the future you could possibly vote between yourselves to do an Eris episode. Uh, if if there is enough to talk about, of course. Keep up the good work. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot with Eris. And uh, and we've talked about her quite a bit already. Um but, I don't think we've seen the last of her. No, no. There's I think no, there's going to be a lot more to say. There is. Mm-hmm. The way that the uh, the story ended with her um, talking to that uh, to that shard um, is is definitely intriguing, and we'll have a lot more about her in the future. I don't think that there's with as much as we've talked about already. Um, <laughs> Sorry, more comments in the background here. Um, she's definitely an unreliable narrator. I have to say that, otherwise, I, I drop might get mad. Um, but, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot about Eris, uh, and we've covered quite a bit. I don't know that there's enough to to warrant another full episode, but we could definitely, uh, we can definitely talk more about her um, if we as we talk maybe through the. Uh, the Taken King storyline a little bit, or at least the player storyline, mm-hmm. uh, because she's definitely involved there. You know, there's there's a lot of a lot of good uh, good info. So yeah, and then I think we've a lot of the things we've talked about, we've talked like we've mentioned her a lot. She's been parts of a lot of the things we've discussed, but we haven't really focused specifically on her, like we may have done with other characters. So maybe that's something we can look at and you know. Is there enough if we just focus purely on her and, you know, where she's coming from instead of just kind of where she fits in on the the whole picture that we might have enough for maybe a whisper or something. But Yeah, and, and I think, again, if we get more information about her in the future, which we're pretty much, I think, guaranteed to get, you know, that might be that might be a good full episode kind of going back and, and reliving her glory days and up until kind of current current timeline and making a full episode out of it like we did with uh with osiris and and um you know toland we had a full toland episode right i think 
Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We did. <laughs> it's been a while, <laughs> and and the only reason I say that is because of our next question. But um, we uh, we w- expect expect a full Eris episode, just maybe not as soon as you'd like, um, since we've talked about her quite a bit. Uh, so let's uh, let's. And I w- oh, go ahead. I would I would agree with, about her voice. Uh, she I was listening to the IGN's Fire Team chat, and they did a live episode, and she uh, guest appeared in that, and. She did like a little intro on the show, and like I was driving, and I just kind of like got goosebumps. I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> like that's it's nice. Well, Maybe if we'll you've ever gone, if if you've ever gone to Morla's um, actor page on her website, you know her her voice range is incredible. She has such mm-hmm. a wide variety, you know. And I was expecting to hear other voices that kind of sounded kind of like Eris, and almost none of them did. You know, I think there was only one that was like, okay, I can kind of hear that. Um, she really is an incredible uh, voice actress. And, so, yeah. and well, I found it. Bungie. Yeah, and I found it interesting. And in, when she was dip talking on the show, she does a lot of sound effects too. Like a lot of the weapon. Yeah, weapons. Sounds a lot of the hive her. is her the as well. Om- Omnigol scream is her. So there's some there's some pretty cool things that she does. Yeah. And it's uh, Morla Gorondona. So uh, check her out. Um, check her out on Twitter. Uh, you can find her on Twitter at actor underscore Morla. Um, and we're, we're following her so you can, you can check us out and, and search and find her through that way too. Mm-hmm. Um, so awesome. She does a great job. Maybe, maybe one day we'll be cool enough to have her on one of our episodes. Maybe we maybe, you know, in a, in a year when Ooh, we do our full Eris episode, we we'll get her, get here. her to, yeah, to read some grimoire maybe. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Ooh, that'd be awesome. Next question. Brandon says, wait, yeah, but it's the same brand. Is it the same brand? Okay, same Brandon. <laughs> like is. I remember Brandon. <laughs> I mean, um, I only know one Brandon. I don't know how they're. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't entirely understand Toland. Is Toland a good or bad warlock? Is he for or against the tower? Well, join the club. Um, <laughs> Toland is Toland, and and he's, I think, one of the most intriguing characters as far as what we know about him and what we think about him, and. Um, let's see. Drop slash again from, uh, from being torn <laughs> says Toland is a badass, and that's pretty much all you need to know. Um, <laughs> he is for himself and the ascendance of all life beyond definitions of good or bad. Praise him. Toland is the future. Okay. So that answers <laughs> that question. <laughs> Thanks, Drop. Love it. Um, no, he does. He does kind of follow that up though. With in all seriousness, uh, Toland is at this point past those concepts and uh, disconnected from the concerns of the tower. He's portrayed as a self-serving. He's portrayed. Uh, he's portrayed as self-serving, but his actions allow us to face and defeat Oryx. He is a great example of a gray area character. He is an embodiment of guardians make their own fate even though the fate that seems a bit dark and or crazy. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a, that's a, uh, if drop was on, he would do it justice as he normally does. And that was, that was great. So, yeah. And, and just to add one more thing, I would say that in destiny's universe, um, that, that borders on sword logic thinking and on sort of the, the, the logic behind the darkness you know if we're talking about a character who is not necessarily concerned with uh the fate of of someone else but is concerned more with 
um, you know, the ascendance of life, you know, that's, that's bordering into some territory that we've heard other people talk about, Mm -hmm. namely the hive, you know? So, um, there, there's some definite gray area, borderline dark area there that, that Toland is, is, you know, wandered, wandering into, he's, he's studying the darkness. And so that's, that's, you know, a natural line of thought for him to, to kind of Mm -hmm. come from. So, um, yeah, and well, for Toland, we've his main objective has always been to gain knowledge, to gain understanding, and so he has he's kind of followed whatever path led him towards that. Like you know, whether it was for the tower, whether it was for the vanguard, whether it was for the traveler, it didn't really matter to him as long as it was benefiting his. You know, thirst for knowledge basically there's a lot of moral implications there yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> all right quick uh quick break from the the questions again um i just want to to you know thank a couple more of our our more frequent twitter commenters and and followers uh so um bk spleen she is is awesome she's always uh She's actually BK the Punching Titan um, is her name right now, but but at BK Spleen, she uh, she's always is mentioning us and and uh, chatting with us a little bit, and she's a Titan obviously, uh, and so her and Beta get along rather well, but um, but thanks for for following and 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 like I said, talking about us and keeping us keeping us out there. Uh, same to uh, Brutal Wrath, he's doing a good job too with with just. He, you know, supporting us is, is amazing, and and everyone who supports us, it's just great. We love it. Uh, I don't know, man. There's so many. There's so many people now that that are getting in on the action. Um, a non-pig makes him is is great. He's he's always involved and in, and in kind of challenging us and uh, some of the stuff that we've we've talked about and said. Um, what else? Uh, we've got we've got a lot of people that have been commenting to us that they heard our podcast and now they've binge listened to it <laughs> and went through all the episodes and can't wait for more. And it just, this stuff is just so amazing to me and I love it. And I can't tell everyone how, how much we appreciate it. Uh, and again, uh, if you didn't, didn't pay attention early on, we're going to be doing our first attempt at streaming on Twitch for this dad's a destiny, uh, event coming up this week and hopefully this will lead into maybe us doing a little more uh twitch streaming more frequently uh so you can find us uh on on twitch we are destiny ghost stories so find us there give us a follow and uh hopefully we'll be able to uh to start streaming and if you i mean i've had a few people reach out to me and message me add me on on xbox and uh and and play a little bit and so if you want to play with any of us just add us we're all pretty down to earth and always looking for for new people to run with um one of my most most frequent uh players was uh Cree Knight uh he streams quite a bit check him out and we ran the other night and had a had a good time uh just playing some Crucible uh, so it's it's definitely definitely fun and and like i said add us uh if we're we're available we'll play 
So and and I want to say right. um, this is beta. Just to anyone listening, I I hope this hasn't happened yet. But um, sometimes you know I don't have my headphones plugged in, and my kids are just screaming, and uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll see a name I don't recognize come up on the bottom for you know like a party chat or something, mm-hmm. and I'm like. I don't want to get my headphones right now. And and so I just want to say, like, please don't take it personally, you know, like, keep trying. Or say, I'm always good if you send me direct messages or, you know, text uh, Xbox messages. But anyway, just keep trying. Please don't take it personally. And I'm sorry if it has happened to one of you guys already. But um, that's that's just what's what a, happening. That beta. What a jerk. What a Man. jerk. So, but anyway, like I said, thanks to everybody. Let's get, we got a couple more questions here and then we're going to wrap it up. Uh, This one comes from Frank. Frank. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. Hey guys, how come there are so many dead guardians in the Grimoire? I mean, we guardians normally don't die, right? Our ghost resurrects us every time. Even Cade 6 says that jokingly in Cade's stash mission. Stand by for resurrection, ghost. Heck, we even shoot each other dead over and over again in the Crucible. So is there any lore that explains how a Guardian can really die? Or is it, or is this just an inconsistency for the sake of gameplay, since permadeath wouldn't be much fun after all? Keep up the good show, you guys. Uh, I think we've talked about this a little bit, but um, there's been obvious cases where the Guardian's ghost gets damaged or broken or dies or stolen and obviously if you don't have a ghost to resurrect you uh, then permadeath comes into play Uh, also you know being stripped of of your light uh, the light is kind of of what resurrects you or what what keeps you going and so without that light yeah go ahead I was to say I think that's the most common uh, scenario I think is being drained of light, especially um, you know dealing with the hide or uh, you know we talk about um, Battle of Mare Imbrium on the moon, Crota's sword you know was draining guardians of light that were killed by it, and you know that was sort of the main uh, killer in that instance. It's, right, you know, and we have once their lights well, we gone, from, can't come back. And in terms of, of gameplay Proto. mechanic, we have you know the darkness zones um, in the game. And so, you know, they always say, you know, no uh, no resurrections. So if you die in a darkness zone, you know, the whole fire team, it will uh, make you essentially restart the zone, which, you know, is a gameplay mechanic. That's not lore. But, um, but what is lore is, you know, if you die in the darkness zone, you technically can't, you know, really be revived because the darkness is too thick. There's no light. You know, and I'm assuming the lore is if you have a fire team, you know, they can kind of all of you together, your light can kind of assist each other but um yeah i think something i think i read it on reddit or i believe that's where it was was that you know in those zones your ghost is not strong enough or does not have enough light to revive you on its own and so needs you know help from your partner's ghost in order to revive you and um can't forget the most recent cabal uh ghost fragment that talked about how you know the whole one of the whole reasons that the cabal went and boarded the dreadnought um was because they were trying to figure out how the heck to defeat guardians and they know that the hive figured out some way to keep us from resurrecting and they're going there to figure that out and so there's there is an in-game 
I mean, there's a lore reference to the in-game mechanic of Darkness Zones, which I assume is what that's referring to. Um, yeah. So. Well, there you go. Well, and we know, we know Crota would take a ghost, fashion a sword out of the ghost, and then kill the guardians with their own ghost. So I guess hopefully the Cobalt didn't learn that little trick. <laughs> that would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, there you go. That's uh, that hopefully explains a little bit about uh, how we die and, and can't come back. Um, all right. Uh, I think this will be our last question for now. And, oh, we don't have uh, who who gave it to us. I'll look for that here in a second. Um, not sure if this has been asked, but do guardians, once found by their ghosts, age, or do they stay the same age in which they are found? Hmm. Well, I would assume that we don't age um or, or at least if we do it's very slowly uh you know based on the fact that human lifespans first of all tripled in the golden age and um that seems like a a past genetic thing well i guess it could be related to a lot of different things we don't know that's conjecture i'm sorry i take it back uh <laughs> <laughs> well but, i think i think there's two i mean so there's two there's two kind of forms of age right so we're talking about, you know, physical, you know, kind of metabolic aging, you know, do they get older? Do they get gray hair? Do they, do they get, you know, do their, their, their cells not fix themselves um, as easily so they, so they age? Or are we talking about like knowledge age? So like their, their, maybe their bodies don't change, but their minds get older and um, I'm not going to say, you know, more senile or anything like that, but they, you know what I mean though, but they, they, they definitely become more experienced and more knowledgeable and, and that age can, you know, obviously be seen through the way they act or how, you know, obviously number of years they've been around. Um, and you know, we have a lot of, a lot of, com- there's, there's some comments in there about, about age. And I think Cade refers to, uh, to oh what was his Tevis. buddy's name it's tevis tevis yeah he calls him you know he's an i think he calls him an old man or or, or says something to that effect at one point and they're saying um, saint 14 and, basically says the same thing about uh cyrus or the speaker we're not exactly oh, sure yeah. but but either either way um you know that could just be a reference to you know they were resurrected a hundred years before i was so they're sure old, been around know. longer yeah they've been around longer um the hard part is everyone and, keeps wearing masks in the tower because we know Shax has been around for a while. The speaker has been around for a while, but they all have masks on, so we can't tell. The, right. the, um, there was a leaked, well, not a leaked, in one of the old Bungie um, Vidocs from uh, early in year one, um, there was a, a small clip where you can see uh, development work on actually on Osiris. You can see what Osiris looks like, and it's it's... He's blurred out. There's a giant sun and Mercury behind him. You can barely see him, but he looks like he's got a white beard if you look at that photo. And so, um, there's a sense that that there is age in Guardians, but we don't really know how it works. I guess. Yeah, we know his ghost, Osiris's ghost, refers to him as an old man. Um, we know that Toland kind of refers to himself as an old man. So whether that's just you know whether they feel that way, and you know, as you were saying, like more 
they've had years and years and years of experience and they just they feel the wear and so they feel like an old man kind of in that sense or whether they're physically here, here, old here's a question know. i'm gonna i'm gonna pose this to the group do we know of any guardians who have scars because that's, that's the, the concept same sort of question had. There's, the, there's, the, yeah, the there's the concept art, have... art of Toland, too, where I think he's got a scar over one of his eyes or something. Yeah, and his eyes kind of, of clouded from, looks like it's been, I think, been damaged. I think my guardian does, because I gave him one. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> true. Your own guardian can have scars. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. And there's Drop jumping in. You can choose a scar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and we should, but we he should only plays out, XOs. We should point out, yeah, the, the XOs <laughs> definitely don't age. They so, have scars, though. And, and their minds can, only, can... their minds only start, you know, wandering as they get wiped. Because you look at like Lakshmi two, and she's still, you know, very sharp. Um, so, yeah. Well, I've I've got to apologize. I could not find where that question came from. So whoever submitted that question. Send us another message. We'll give you give you some props on the next episode. Um, but uh, but it's it's tough filtering through the 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 tweeters and the and the emailers and the everything else. And, and I just I couldn't find it. So, but I think I think we uh, I think we mentioned everyone else who submitted one. So, um, and there's probably some questions that we didn't talk about. We thought these were some of the more relevant ones for now, um, and something we could we could fit into this episode. Uh, but we are. We are, I think, to the end. Man, this has been another, another kind of long one, uh, and, but it was fun. This was great. Um, yeah, it was good to answer some of those questions. And... Right, and it's a nice mix of lore, so that's always fun. And and making sure we we recognize and 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 uh, let our 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 all of our listeners know uh, that we appreciate everything that they're doing for us and 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 every all every bit of feedback that we're getting it's again great and this show this this uh podcast wouldn't be anything without your feedback so please keep it coming we love it yeah and uh and again we'll try to try to include it as best we can um and, uh, i i found who asked that last question oh did you awesome it was uh, from twitter it was at xavi 29 cool there you xavier go. There you go. All right, so that so came from you. Twitter. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Avi. Um, and now we don't have to give you a <laughs> shout-out later. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is late once again. We got a late start. Um, at least Beta wasn't yawning and half asleep this episode. I think that... I, well, I just, I I just that, muted uh, myself every time I yawned, so... Oh, good, yeah. good, yeah. Because that, it's contagious, and it just makes me more tired, so... Um, well, I think drop reaching in from the, the Netherlands <laughs> kept us on all on our toes. <laughs> the Netherlands is that where he's at? Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was just like over in California. Four between dimensions is now <laughs> wherever it is. Uh, <laughs> if you want to find Toland, you got to go to the Netherlands. Um, <laughs> all right, thanks everyone for joining us. It's been a great episode. Uh, I know it isn't quite the lore that everyone I think was hoping for, but we're gonna get something big recorded here this week uh this night just took a a weird turn and so we we fell back on this one and wanted to get it done so thanks everybody for all your questions keep them coming you can find us on twitter at dghoststories you can email us at destinyghoststories at gmail.com 
And now you can find us on Twitch, maybe, if we continue to stream or start streaming, uh, at uh, we're Destiny Ghost Stories on Twitch. Um, anything else we should we should mention? Oh, yep. Uh, yep. Facebook, Facebook, right? Page. Yes, we are. Slash D Ghost Stories. Slash Same, same as the Twitter. Ghost D Ghost slash. Stories. Yep, there you go. D Ghost Stories, yep. That's all we got. Great episode. Thanks to all of our listeners for all your feedback. We love it. Hope you got your shirt. I hope I have mine soon. Um, and if so, when I get it, I'll be posting it up. Uh, and and I can't wait. Thanks, everybody. We Thanks, will guys. see you next time. Yeah. See you. Yeah. Have a good night. <laughs>